It's time for the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you Friday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. We begin talking Westwood Patriot Athletics, and we start with bowling. I've got head coach Barry Ray with me, his team winning the conference championship for the first time ever. Coach, you cap an unbeaten regular season. Congratulations to you and the guys. Has it set in, or are you still kind of waiting to realize we just did something the school's never seen before and brought home a conference bowling title? Uh, yeah, it's sunk in finally. Uh, it's been a, a little while now. Uh, just going unbeaten, it's really hard to do. Um, obviously, we've never done it. We had uh, a lot of good competition in our last match against Gladstone. They actually got off to a really good start and uh, had us under the gun for a while. Tell me about some of the ways that the guys have handled the adversity this season. I guess when you're undefeated, your biggest adversity can be yourself when you start putting that pressure on to go undefeated. Did the guys ever experience any of that? And if so, how'd they handle it? Um, yeah, they did. Uh, definitely the home meet that we just had. Um, they were kind of feeling the pressure, I think. They were not bowling their best, missing a lot of easy spares. Um even a couple of the parents came up to me and asked me what I did to the kids because they were they were definitely feeling it. But uh, they got through. Um, you know, we've got uh, Dylan Beebe and Evan Ray are good um, leaders. They seem to get everybody motivated when they need to be. Tell me about some of the guys individually and where they've grown, some of their strengths that they've displayed, and maybe where they want to continue to take steps forward. Um, the whole team uh, really has come around. Um, Bob Pratt, uh, Pap has probably done the best at uh, really coming through this year, making a difference. Uh, transfer student Alex Miller has definitely helped out as well. Um, Braden and Alex are the senior leaders of the team. Uh, Braden actually just had a interview uh, last week with a college down in Wisconsin to further his career. Well, Coach, tell me about your first address to the team. Once you clinched the conference title, first thing you said to the guys. Um, congratulations. Something's <laughs> never been done. Um, I've never had a team this serious about winning in this competitive. So I just congratulated them and uh, reminded them that we still have work to do. Yeah, you got the postseason coming up, and it begins with the conference individual tournament coming up on Saturday for the boys and then the girls the following week. Tell me about the structure of the individual tournament and what the guys will be bowling for. Um, bragging rights right now for the UP, uh, and uh, they go into that tournament Saturday bowling six games uh, to qualify to make the cut. And then once they make the cut from there, they bowl head-to-head until a champion is found. Tell me about this UP tournament, because you'll have a tournament coming up essentially with only Upper Peninsula teams, regardless of conference. It determines the UP champion, but... That has no bearing on if you go to state, correct? Correct, yeah. So what we do in preparation for the bowlers in the UP, we have the single tournament, like you mentioned, this Saturday. For the boys, structured just like it will be at the state level if they make it. And then the same thing for the girls. And then the team event is just, again, kind of like starting over. Everybody's at zero, and you just go in. Total pin count for the whole day. And uh, whoever ends up on top is the uh, UP champion. So UP tournament, regardless of conference, who are some of the non-conference teams you're going to see at this tournament that could contend for the championship along with your guys? 
Um, it's mostly mid-pen. Um, we do have, like I said, Gladstone is someone we don't typically see all the time. Calumet, Lorium will be down. Um, it's just a good time. Uh, get all the coaches and teams, um, you know, ready right before uh, the week before we go down for regionals. The UP tournament is right here, um, a home meet again, which we're pretty excited about. So you get to host the UP tournament for the fans who might be interested in coming out, seeing your guys. It should be a fun day. Tell me about when it's going to typically start, maybe when some of the Westwood guys will get a chance to bowl. Um, they'll uh, be starting at 11 o'clock on that uh, last Saturday in February. Um, should be a good time. Well, then you mentioned you've got the regional coming up in Gaylord, and that will depend whether you're – that will determine whether you're able to go downstate for the state tournament. But tell me what the postseason format's going to look like for your guys going forward, what to expect down the stretch. Um, so the regional tournament is getting more and more competitive. Um, bowling is uh, the fastest-growing sport in Michigan, and Michigan has the fastest-growing in the country. So – when I first started coaching, we had seven teams at a regional, and the top three made it to the state level. Now we're at a point this year we'll actually be bowling against 18 other schools, but still only the top three make it going forward. And then on the individual level, um, they have to bowl against all of those kids. So you're you know thinking about 18 other schools fielding six other players. And only the top 10 at the regional will go to the state level. You've talked to me when we've had you on the show before about some of the game formats that you use in high school bowling. What's going to be the game format once you get to the postseason? Um, it's a little bit different in that it's total pinfall. Uh, during the season, you actually have points you know, for winning a game or whatever. On the uh, regional and state level, what they'll do is uh, they'll bowl six Baker games, which means each player bowls a frame. And then we bowl two regular games, and so it'll be the total pinfall of all of those games to determine who goes to the state level. Then at the state level, it's the same thing, only at that level you make a cut, and then if we make the cut, which is, uh, uh, I believe, 10 teams, then you bowl head-to-head, Baker format, one regular game to move on. Talk with Barry Ray, head bowling coach at Westwood High School. And Barry, I know the girls were shorthanded this year. They tried their darndest and made uh, strides this season. Tell me about some of the ways that they've improved and where they can take the next step. Yeah, I think uh, the future's looking bright. You know, we've got uh, a couple girls that are really coming around this year. Missy Bauer um, has really come around. Um, Kaylee Lemire, I think, has bright future as well. Um, and then we've got a couple coming up in eighth grade right now that will be on the team next year that uh, should certainly help us as far as not having to compete shorthanded but also improve the quality of the team as well. When you look down to the middle school level and some athletes who could potentially join your squad, is there a youth program or some way that you can get kids interested early on? How do you go about doing that? Um, yeah, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's something we're definitely working on, uh, just getting the high school now uh, at a level where we're competing where we want to be, um, we're starting to actually just look into that and see how we can get more of the middle school involved, uh, maybe do some camps in the summer to get them out there and uh, you know, get them exposed. River Rock Lanes, which is our home bowling alley, does do some youth programs with the schools as well. So we kind of just kind of you know, get them early from there and uh, try to convince them that high school bowling is the way to go. 
Oh, Barry, early in the show, you told me that bowling is the fastest growing sport in Michigan. Tell me about some ways you're seeing the sport continue to grow and the interest is starting to gain some momentum. I think the bowling uh, in general just really lost a lot of traction there for a while. Um, Less and less people were doing it. And I think with the Professional Bowlers Association starting to do their league, if you've ever seen that, they actually have a league now where they compete against each other for a title. And uh, I think just with the new equipment that's out nowadays, it's a lot easier to score than it used to be. And I think that's helping people, you know, get the attraction, you know, again to, you know, want to pursue it. We're in the midst of the polar vortex, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Has that been affecting your practice plans at all with schools being canceled? Or how do you try to get the guys prepared for the upcoming postseason while trying to stay warm? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Just yesterday, obviously, with schools being closed, we didn't do all of our, uh, you know, the typical practice. Um, this is a dedicated team now, so I do have to tell you, even though school is closed, most of them showed up. And I told them I'd be there, but I didn't want anybody to go if, if safety was at all a concern. And I think all but one student actually showed up to practice, so they're very dedicated. Barry Ray, head bowling coach at Westwood, his team getting set for the UP tournament and the regionals after that. Coach, congrats again on your undefeated regular season conference championship, first one in school history. Look forward to talking again soon. Thanks, Tanner. Let's stick with Westwood, but let's transition over to girls' basketball. We're joined by head coach Kurt Corcoran. His team gets essentially a bye this week, only one game scheduled. That was for last night against Marquette, and due to weather... It has been postponed, not yet a makeup date has been set. But coach, your team's sitting at thirteen and one right now. You get a little extra time to prepare for next week. Tell me how maybe this will uh, affect things as you go forward. Um, I don't think it's going to affect much. Um, you know, we're, we're always look forward to playing Marquette. Um, they're always uh, always have a really good team, a really respected program. Um, and it's kind of just one of those, it doesn't really count. Um, I mean, it counts as far as egos and bragging rights go, um, but it's just one of our uh, three non-conference games this year. So um, a couple days off, you know, might not actually hurt anything. Uh, might actually even help us. Uh, this is that part of the season where we are deliberately trying to shave down on practice times a little bit. Um, you know, everybody's everybody's feet are getting pretty ugly this time of year with calluses and and whatnot. So, a um, couple days off um, might not might not be so so terrible. Coach, going back to last week, your most recent contest was a week ago already when you went to Ishpeming and you won fifty-five to thirty-seven. We got to talk a little bit about that game afterwards, but now you've had a little time to expand, maybe watch some film, what have you. The game couldn't have started much better for Ishpeming. They got out to a 10-0 lead. They held your team scoreless until about the 205 mark in the opening quarter. What'd your team do to rally and start to turn the tide? Um, well, we had Maddie. Maddie came down and hit a hit a, uh, a three-pointer off of a screen and roll, and uh, instantly after that, Tessa stole the inbound pass, um, finished with the layup, and we were we were back on track. It was it wasn't so much of anything we there was no adjustments made we just started playing better um the girls the girls didn't even panic and we we'd been talking you know going back to the nagani game again and then the Gwyn game where uh we had some rough starts and um 
there just there was no panic. The, um, the the girls knew that they were gonna they were gonna find their groove and and start playing. So um, we just weathered the storm and and uh, started playing basketball. And and you know we we think we went up twenty points there then in the in the third or fourth quarter. So um, it was it was just. We're, we're seeing everybody's best efforts. Um, you're seeing everybody's everybody's ramped up and wants to take down, um, you know, ranked teams. So uh, slow start for us, but good start for Ishpeming, and and just credit credit Ishpeming coming out um, and and coming coming out of the gates real good. That's I think that's all that was. Yeah, everyone gives credit to maddie and tessa and carly and the jobs that they do and rightfully so but you've got a lot of role players on your team that do something special and you've talked to me a few times about emily nelson and the ability that she has on defense forcing turnovers and she looked like a different player the other night just played with a little bit of an extra edge yeah that's confidence uh when we've we've talked with emily a lot about confidence and uh when your number is called you gotta gotta come into the game and and step up, and I think she's just, uh, with each game, becoming more comfortable with her role. Um, and Emily's Emily's uh, going to play a, a big, a big role um, for us going forward. I mean, she's probably averaging um, anywhere from 16 to 20 minutes a game, which is which is uh, real quality minutes. And um, she's uh, she's still a little bit. Uh, trigger shy doesn't always want to pull the pull the trigger but she's getting there and um like i said emily's only a sophomore too with with zero varsity experience coming into the season so um now that we're in this last stretch of the season she's uh she's she's a lot more comfortable and um not really playing like a jv player anymore Ellie Miller starts to look a lot more confident as well Sadiqwa Gardner has been very good for you on the glass and top to bottom you've got a lot of talent uh, throughout your role players and what have you. You brought up Mallory Lees from the JV. She played her first varsity game on Friday night. Tell me what you saw about her. Um, Mallory Mallory came in um, firing, firing away, which is which is what we want. Mallory is a fantastic uh, set shooter. She's got a real quick release. Um, and she came off a screen and roll and pulled the trigger within probably her first couple minutes of being in the game, and it was it was good to see. She wasn't afraid. Um she ended up. She she got a steal right a couple seconds before halftime, and um, was only it was about a half second short of, of making her fast break layup with it too. So, um, real good to see. She's uh, had a good JV year, and um, and deservingly so uh, got pulled up to the varsity. And I think she'll be able to give us some quality minutes going down the stretch as well. Coach, you're right in the thick of things, competing for a conference championship in Nagani. Uh, right there with you. You get a chance to see them again. Actually, you got a nice little homestand coming up. Your next three games will be at your own gym. You've got Iron Mountain, Manistique, Nagani again. You've seen all those teams, and then you're at Gwen to finish out the conference schedule. What does your team need to take care of and do on your end to grind down and win a conference championship? Well, um, with Nagani losing the other night the, uh, to Gladstone, uh, the, the conferences now it's ours to lose um we kind of control our own destiny uh but at on on the same side of that we've got six games left um in there is marquette nagani uh kingsford gwynn i mean iron mountain uh riley Poupour just at 35 points against this for the other night um you know 
it, 13 and one sounds really good, but we could go into this last six uh, game stretch and we could come out of there 500 if we're if we're lucky. So um, 13 and one sounds really good, but finishing the season is going to be super important because we've got a very quality. Uh, a big stretch of quality opponents coming up. So it's just one of those things. I think we talked earlier in the year, these uh, lower level teams have, they always get better. And um, the the teams that are at the top from the beginning, it's, it's more difficult to improve as the season goes on. So what, that's what we're seeing right now is these, these lower level teams from the beginning of the year are starting to catch up and play a lot better. So we've got to still find ways to, um, improve ourselves. Well, Coach, you talked about some ways you can improve yourselves. What's going to be your biggest challenge for your team here in the back end of the season that you want to feel confident going into the postseason? What do they need to do in the back end to give you that kind of confidence? Well, we uh, number one, we have to stay healthy. And you're seeing it right now. This the Marquette County and maybe the whole UP, the whole nation, I don't know, has been hit by a flu bug and it's just traveling through seems to be traveling through everybody so uh, number one we need to stay healthy uh, number two we just got to stay hungry you know as much as um is is, is, is a f- much of a feather in our cap it would be to win the the westpac and the mpc um you know these that's really not what we play for it's it's for a district and regional so um we just we got to work we are you know earlier in the season um we were averaging 15 to 20 turnovers a game. We've lowered that, um, but we do have to. We, our last three games, we've come out to a. Um, we've been slow out of the gates, and we've been down 10 points in the first quarter. Um, just slow starts, and we've got to. We've got to nip that in the bud real quick and figure out how to how to get off to our good starts like we were in the beginning of the season. Kurt, lastly, a quick update on your junior varsity squad because they're in the midst of a conference title chase themselves. Yeah, yeah, they've had a, themselves a great year, um, you know, and and we just now we're starting to pluck players from the JV, um, which always frustrates the JV coaches, but it's just part of the part of the part of the process, um, and all the other teams are doing it too. So um, those JVs are going to have to fight. They got that. It's going to come down to that Nagani game, um, or it could come down to that Nagani game, um, and how many how many of their the JV players will be left. I don't know how many are going to come up to varsity. I don't know, but um, it's always anytime you can put hardware um, on the shelves after a season, whether it's freshman JV or varsity, when you're when you play in the MPC, is it's a it's a lot to be it's got a lot to be thankful for because you, you definitely had to earn it. Coach Kurt Corcoran of the Westwood Girls Basketball Team, as always, Coach. Appreciate the time. Looking forward to talking again soon. All right, thanks, Tanner. Let's stick with Westwood, but transition to boys basketball. We've got head coach Chad Hewitt on headset with us. Coach getting sent to travel to Manistique later this evening, 8-4 and four record. Assess your team's performance early on through the first 12 games of the year. You know, it's a, they're kids. We're going to be up and down. You know, I'm really happy with the way that we're, uh, we're coming out and trying to uh, perform the game plan. You know, our effort has been really good. You know, after the first few games of 2019, you know, we're getting after it. We're getting after it in practice. We're getting after it, you know, come game time. You know, our schedule doesn't give us, do us any favors. You know, we're in the grind in the, in the middle, you know, part of our season. But uh, we will, uh, we're going to continue to get after it and work hard every day. 
you know, we got going to play a tough Manistique team tonight. You know, they're better than they've been in years past. It's a long bus ride. It's cold. You know, and the Manistique is a tough place to play. You know, and our kids got to get over that psychological thing and, you know, go down and play hard. Tell me about Tuesday night's game at Marquette, a 47-39 loss. We talked briefly afterwards, but a good effort for your guys. You hold a team that scores very well, 61 points a game, 26 in the fourth quarter, held them to 47-9 and respectively. Tell me about your defensive effort on Tuesday. Oh, I was extremely proud. You know, I thought that we, we did a good job executing our game plan. Um, you know, I... Did we, we, we jumped out on them early, kind of let their pressure bother us a little bit, settled in, you know, and basketball's a game of runs, and at the end, you know, we, we had an opportunity, like I said, you know, with around a minute to go, get a, you know, get a layup, miss it, go down, had a steal just about in our hands, you know, and ended up having to foul after that point. And up until that point, you know, they had struggled a little bit from the free throw line, but kudos to Marquette, they... He knocked their free throws, you know, knocked them down in the fourth quarter late. Well, you get ready for Manistique this evening, a team that you're going to see three times. You already know they'll be your first-round opponent in the district tournament. Does that change the way you prepare for them in the regular season, or do you go about it the same way? I'm going to go about it the same way. You know, we're going to go out, we're going to try and compete, we're going to try and win every game that we go out in. Um, we're going to, you know, our message to the guys that practice, you know, the last few days is don't let them dictate the tempo of the game. You dictate the tempo of the game. Make them play. Try and make them play our style of basketball versus us trying to play their style of basketball. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Tell me about Manistique, what they do fundamentally, what kind of personnel they have this year. Well, you know, they've got some kids that have, are returning, you know, from years past. They've got some some leadership there. They've got the Gerke kid that came back from Gladstone, their point guard. Um, they got a brand-new coach in Bill Body, you know, replacing Coach Marietti, who had been there for almost ever, you know what I mean? And, you know, Bill's, Bill's going to have him ready to play. But, you know, he's going to have him fundamentally, you know, sound. You know, I think that uh, they look, they're, they're a lot of set shooters or spot shooters, you know, on the film that I've seen on them. And uh, we're going to have to really defend you know, not being beat out the dribble so there's no driving kicks. And then we're going to have to close out hard, pass the three-point line, you know, to alter shots. How about in the uh, rest of the mid-pen, the Westpac Conference, what have you, and your team still in the mix of things, what do you want to see from your guys in the back end here as they try to get back up toward the upper echelon of the conference? Well, you know, I think we're right there, you know. Nobody wants to play us, Tanner, you know, because of, because we do defend so well and we play as hard as we do and if we're, we're able to knock down shots we're going to be tough to beat you know no matter who we play i like our odds going out on the floor against anybody you know if we if we compete and get after it to the level of you know that i know the kids can do um you know we've got a few westpac games left you know kelly and Matt for sure and they're 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 doing well you know we've got an iron mountain yet i haven't played nagani yet tonight's our first with Mano. So, um, you know, as far as the MPC goes, you know, it's still, I think, wide open. You know, Iron Mountain, they are they on top for sure for a reason. But I think that, uh, you know, they're beatable for sure. And that, uh, you know, Nagani's going to be a good test for us. We got them twice yet. Um, but uh, I like our odds any night. Talking with Chad Hewitt, head boys basketball coach at Westwood. With school being canceled the last couple of days, has that affected your practice plans, or what have you addressed in practice getting ready for the Emeralds? Well, 
we weren't able to practice on Wednesday um, via directive, but uh, we were able to get a practice in yesterday. And, you know, it's hard. You know, the kids are out of their routine. They haven't been in school the last few days. You know, none of them are getting up. You know, they're like, snow day, we're sleeping until noon. Mm. You know, so, you know, they're out of their normal routine. You know, we came in and we addressed it right away early in practice yesterday. Coach Gray and myself um, both getting after it and having to have a good practice. Um, to prepare for Manistique because it's always a grind just to get down there and play um, with such a long bus ride. And, um, you know, we had a, a, a pretty good day yesterday at practice. We would like to have had two days to prepare because we go Friday, then we get Sunday practice, then we play Monday, Wednesday, Friday next week. So um, we got a lot of basketball in our future year. Coach, lastly, tell me about the JV. Give us a quick update on how their season is going. Yeah, I'm happy with the way our JVs are going. You know, Coach Sergio and Coach Messing are doing a good job with them. You know, every, like you said, every year is every year is different. You know, and each group of kids is different. Some some you get to have two years on the JV, some you only get one year on the JV. And you know, he's got a lot of fresh faces this year that he didn't have last year. You know, he only had um, a couple of kids return that you know he didn't have last year so if they're new faces you know we didn't have them in football you know they were with me with the JV level so he's learning them they're learning him you know and a lot of the freshmen are you know learning the system and the style of basketball that we play and you know as a coach you know you're going to have good days you're going to have bad and I think that Coach Sergio and Coach Westman are doing a great job with them. Chad Hewitt Head Boys Basketball Coach at Westwood as always appreciate you taking the time we'll talk tonight at Mano. Yep, we'll talk tonight at Mano. Have a good one. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani and Embers.org, member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redman boys basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. Well, Coach, your team moving to 10-3 and with a victory over Westwood on Tuesday night. Got to talk just briefly afterwards, but you had a little time to digest it. Tell me about that eight-point victory. Um, you know, looking at it, you know, we left a lot of points out on the floor, uh, especially in that first half. I thought we did a good job turning them over. Um, you know, we are, we ran the floor better than we have all year. We just didn't finish at the rim. And so that was kind of disappointing. Didn't shoot well from the free throw line in that first half at all. But, you know, the offensive game plan of getting to the rim, you know, we executed there. We just weren't able to finish, which, you know, it's a good and bad thing, and hopefully that corrects itself. But, you know, overall I thought, you know, it could have been a different story had we uh, converted on some of those trips and then made some free throws. But give Wester credit, um, they're, they're going to play hard every single time, and that's what they did on, on Tuesday. 
Well, he had a balanced scoring effort that was led by Marius' 13 points, but you've got a really deep bench. You're able to go about 10 deep every given night. Tell me about the depth and what that means to your team. You know, and that's kind of a, you know, we haven't been that deep uh, this year, but we just felt like <clears throat> the guys that typically didn't get as much playing time, they've worked their tails off in practice, and, you know, they deserved a shot to go out there, and I thought, you know, specifically Liam Dar, he was a spark plug for us there in the, in the second quarter, diving after loose balls, going in and get offensive rebounds. I think he ended up with five offensive rebounds for the game, and he's only 5'6". Uh, so that was kind of the message at halftime and after the game that, you know, that type of effort earns playing time. And, you know, that's why Liam started that second half for us, and he's going to get more minutes. And, you know, he he kind of gave us the spark, and everybody else kind of followed. So, you know, going that deep obviously is a, is a good thing defensively to have fresh legs at people and try to run them off the three-point line. Um, but, you know, now we got to start incorporating more and more people into the stuff we do on the offensive end. Well, Coach, getting to see your team on Tuesday night, the ball movement very noticeable. Is that something that you've preached at them pretty well in practice, always be moving, always be moving the ball? Yeah, I mean, you got to move the ball and get, get the defense to move laterally. Um, you know, we try to create some penetration lanes, and if they close them down, kick it out to shooters. And we didn't shoot all that well on, on Tuesday, but, you know, I thought offensively we had a better flow. <clears throat> That's improving. Um, and we're just getting guys in the right spot. So <clears throat> we only got, I don't know, seven games left to try to get it tuned in uh, before districts. But, you know, I thought we made a pretty good step on Tuesday. Really nice comeback game for Luke Oji as he continues to get back uh, to full strength. Tell me a little about what he brings to your table. He's just an overall dynamic player. Um, <clears throat> he can create his own shot. He's outstanding within five feet of the rim. You know, if he gets it in position and can bury a guy down there, he's probably going to score. So that's one of his strengths, but he's also an outstanding shooter, defender. Um, he's a gritty player. You know, everything that a coach would want in a player, it's him. And, you know, the nice part is a lot of the guys are the same type of attitude as him is go out and work hard. And, you know, Luke's blessed with athletic ability, and he's been playing basketball since he's been, you know, seven, eight years old with older kids. So, to see him, you know, back out on the court as a junior, um, it's obviously nice to look down and see you have him as your uh, ace in the hole. Well, Coach, your next four games are all going to be in conference. Your final four of Great Northern UP plays. You try to lock down a conference championship. How do you get the guys mentally prepared for a grueling stretch? It, it's, that's a great question. Uh, we actually <laughs> just got back from practice today, and I, I you know, I told them there's four check boxes. Um, and we got to take care of the first one, Menominee. Um, tough place to play, but we, you know, it's a, the old adage, one game at a time. But it, it really is. You know, we got to go down and take care of business in Menominee. Um, we're gonna have to practice Saturday and Sunday to pre- prepare for Kingsford and Gladstone, who we have on Monday and Tuesday, and then a tough Esky game on Thursday. So, you know, my message as a coach was, you know, not the ideal situation, but you face adversity in life and. You got to face it. You got to you got to answer to it. And you know, I'm I'm pretty confident my guys will be ready to go. And being able to go deep into our bench is going to be huge uh, during this stretch. You know, our legs are going <clears> to <throat> get a little bit more tired, but it just comes down to mental toughness and getting over it. You played Menominee last back on January the 11th. Came away with a 70 to 50 win. Are they any different since the last time you saw them? Have you got any film on them or anything? Uh, it's tough with, you know, these cancellations and things like that to get the film of them. Um, 
I do have a few film, but not not much different. Um, I expect them to pack the paint with their two-three zone and try to take Marius out of the game. But uh, you know, we put in a few things in practice today to try to space it out a little bit and get some high percentage shots and get into the the, <clears throat> the guts of that zone. Um, so we're going to have to, like I said, move the ball, um, try to get it across that defense, and you know, get some high-low action. But they're they're a young team, but they're gritty. Uh, they got a couple talented kids that play hard and. A two-and-a-half-hour bus ride is something that we have to overcome, and um, you know, but we got to take care of business. What have you been uh, working on or at least addressing in practice as you try to get ready for the Maroons? Uh, I would say the biggest thing is, you know, for my shooters to step in and shoot. You know, it's, it's one of those things that's rare, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I tell them if you don't shoot, you're not going to play. Uh, I mean, our whole offense is designed on inside-out threes and, you know, drive and kick and catch and shoot. And uh, if they're not able to step in when they uncontested three and shoot with confidence, we'll just have someone else come in for you. So that would be the number one thing. Um, and then just finishing at the rim, going up strong, uh, drawing contact, either get an and one or get to the free throw line. Uh, that's kind of what we need to do uh, to, you know, be the team we want to be. Coach, uh, lastly, tell me about your JV and the season that they're having as they progress through the stretch and hope to get in the conference mix as well. Good. Our JV team is tough. Uh, they got we got some talented kids that, you know, I'm thinking a few of them will be with me before the end of the season. Um, <clears throat> but we'll let them finish out their conference schedule as well. But, you know, we're we're looking forward to the next few years. Our freshman team is really really talented. We got some really talented kids on the JV level. Obviously, we don't have six ten down at those levels but they're all athletic they all can shoot they all can ball handle um so we got good things coming you know it'll be a different dynamic without marius there but we've had a team like that in the past and you know i like the speed um and you know just the talent that we have at those levels so we're looking forward to it brad nelson head boys basketball coach at marquette as always brad thanks so much for the time looking forward to talking again soon okay thank you tanner more coming up after this on espn up Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Gwynn Girls basketball coach Ben Olson. His team's sitting at 7-4. and four. Well, Coach, just over the halfway point in the season, your team a little bit banged up. When I saw you last, we had the opportunity to speak. You've, uh, I mean, I, I know everyone's trying to stay warm, but it, if there was a time for a polar vortex to postpone some games, I mean, about as good as any. Give your team a little chance to heal and rest up. Are you starting to get a little more healthy? Yeah, we are. Um... The Megan Roca line and the one is going to be probably out for the year. We might get her back come district time, but 
she's got some knee issues that are going to hold her out about six weeks. Um, but we got we got Mallory Delmont back. Um, so yeah, we <laughs> the last three games have been canceled for us. So we got kind of a a second Christmas break coming through for us right now as far as practices go. Has it been a struggle trying to keep the team focused in a situation like that? Uh, not so much because, you know, we've been uh, preparing for West Iron County, you know, last Thursday, and then that game got canceled. So then you kind of shift your focus to Manistique, and then that game got canceled, and then we shift our focus to Ishpeming. So it's been different stuff, working on different things, depending on what the opponent is, and I think that's kind of spiced it up a little bit for the girls in practice. But um, I think they definitely are ready to uh, – see a different color jersey in front of them here. Yeah, you had Ishpeming supposed to be on the schedule on Wednesday. You now have them on Friday night. Tell me what to expect from that matchup. Always a good one when your teams square off. Yeah, they're they're scrappy. You know, they, they give us some, uh, some issues shooting the basketball. They're a pretty good shooting team from the perimeter, so we're going to have to know where their shooters are. And then defensively, you know, they're always dialed in, and they do some things always that, that make us a little bit uncomfortable. You know, the first time around, they kind of switched all screens and, you know, kind of gave us some issues uh, on that side of the ball. So we've been working on, on things where, you know, little less ball screens, little less dribble handoffs, that kind of stuff. So hopefully, you know, we eliminate, you know, the, the switching of the screens that gave us, you know, issues the first time around. Tell me about what Ishpeming will do different from the first meeting. Do they have any wrinkles that they've thrown in maybe now that they've seen you one time? But you never know with Coach Rico. He does a really good job preparing the girls. And even if they don't throw any wrinkles in, they're still so well prepped that, you know, you don't get any gimme baskets on inbounds plays. You don't get any gimme baskets in any kind of the sets you run. So everything that you gotta kind of get against Coach Rico and Ishming is, is, is well earned and hard earned. Um, you know, like we like to back cut a lot in our offense and he does a very good job of, of avoiding or, or making sure that we don't get that too. So, um, I don't know if they'll have any wrinkles. Um, it's more or less he's always got them prepared. And, you know, with him it's kind of a chess match. we got to kind of figure out what they did the first time and, and, you know, move our pieces so that this time around we're ready. And then obviously he's kind of probably doing the same thing, you know, with his girls, you know, based on what we, what we do. Coach, tell me about the conference and how you're seeing it play out right now. Maybe some ways that you want to see your team finish strong here in the conference stretch. Well, I feel like we've kind of beat the teams that we're supposed to beat, you know, other than maybe Calumet, you know, you could maybe throw that one in there that maybe we probably should have had that one, you know, but all the other games we, we kind of won, you know, we beat the teams that we probably should. I'm looking for kind of a signature win, you know, to, to beat a Nagani, to beat a Westwood, you know, Gladstone's coming on strong right now, you know, to, to get one of those, those wins where maybe we're not expected or maybe they're even with us, you know, to just, just a signature win of, a West Iron County we have coming up on our schedule. You know, one of those kind of victories, you know, where it's the top team in the UP because I feel like we definitely have, you know, the capabilities of playing with, with the topper tier teams in the UP just, just to show that we belong, to show our girls that we belong. Coach, uh, tell me about the lower levels of your program, your JV and what have you. How are their seasons progressing? JV's struggling. Um, they got one win. Um a lot of lacking of fundamentals kind of with that group um they you know got to make a choice and they either got to commit in the summer to showing up and and being in the gym or they're going to continue to struggle and i think you know some of the freshmen um this year have, are kind of starting to buy into the the fact that hey maybe we got to put a little more work in so i you know you never want to team, see a team struggle like like our jvs are but um on the flip side, you know, sometimes you got to get, you know, smacked in the mouth a little bit to, to realize that, hey, maybe I got to change some things 
about what I'm doing if I want to go forward and I want to be successful in this. So we continue to work with them. We continue to push them to to want to get into the gym in the summer and, and want to be around because, you know, we do a lot of off-seas and stuff, usually three, four days a week we get in the weight room. So it's not a lack of the gym being open. Sometimes it's just a lack of the kids, you know, wanting and committing to getting in. But, you know, to have one win at this point of the season I think would would strike a little bit of a competitive edge in some of those girls and maybe they'll, you know, want to change what they're doing. Well, Ben, uh, I know that you're involved with the youth program quite a bit. You're seeing a lot of uh, the fruits of your labor transpire there. But, I mean, give me us a little bit of a taste of what the youth program at Gwynn has been doing. And uh, you got some games with some of the Westwood youth coming up, don't you? Yes, we do. Uh, I try to do, since our season started in November through, you know, the end of February, I try to get our second through eighth graders in here twice a month. Um, and depending on holidays, sometimes they're back-to-back, sometimes it's every other. But usually it's about two times a month we come in here. Um, I get my varsity and JV girls to come in and help. Um, so the little kids like to come in and, and see the varsity players that they watch out on the court on, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday nights and, you know, get to interact with them. And we just work on, you know, straight fundamentals. A lot of it is station work where you got a, you know, a shooting station, a layup station, a passing station, a dribbling station. You know, I, I'm pretty sure every coach pretty much does very similar stuff. And then throughout those four months, we set up scrimmages with Westwood and Ishwaming. And, yeah, we have uh, the, the scrimmage with Westwood is this Saturday at our place. And we have kind of a, a third grade versus third grade, fourth versus fourth, and uh, so on up. Um, trying to eliminate the travel ball. Um, not that travel is necessarily awful, but uh, I don't necessarily think that fundamentals get taught the proper way all the time. And uh, just, you know, got to have girls that can pass, dribble, shoot, or, you know, stuff that you want to do at the upper levels obviously isn't going to work. So um, this group that I have right now kind of was the first group that came through, I think about sixth grade-ish, you know, and uh, probably one of the more successful Gwynn teams that maybe we've ever had here. Um, so I think the program works. I think the system works. Um, you just got to, you know, a big part of it is just showing up every week. Well, Coach, lastly, as you get into the back end of your varsity season, how's the mood in the locker room? Do they feel like they're in a position where they want to be, or what's the mood like as they get into the home stretch? I think our mood is just uh, we, we know we're good enough. Um, we think we're good enough. Um, we compete in practice. We compete on the game floor. But like I said, I think, I think I, we need that one signature win to kind of really get the girls believing that they're as good as Nagani, good as Westwood, good as West Iron County. Um, it, I think with us, it's that last little mental hurdle, you know. Uh, and I think that Nagani game was kind of a – if it showed anything, it, it showed that. You know, we got kind of punched in the mouth by Nagani. They went up 19-1 to on us, and then all of a sudden it was 29-6. to And, you know, before you know it, you know, we were back within a five-point game with them. And I think if we'd have played like that, if we'd have played the third quarter, you know, if we'd have played the whole game like the third quarter, I, I think we'd have been even with them if, if maybe not, you know, snuck that one out. So I think for us it's just it's getting that one key victory so that the girls start believing that, yeah, you know, this we are good enough. We, we can play with, with them. Because like we talked about, you know, they've, they've played Nagani and Westwood, you know, from third grade on. And, you know, our girls have, have always lost to Nagani, whether it was in travel tournaments, whether it was in scrimmages from third grade all the way up until, you know, basically last year. So it's uh, just getting over that mental hurdle of, you know, they've never beat Nagani, and 
Nagani has never lost to him. So, you know, that's a huge, that's a huge mountain to sometimes climb and try to get over mentally. And that's what we're after right now. That's what we're, we're working towards. Ben, as always, appreciate you taking the time. All the best this year. Look forward to talking again soon. Thank you for all your time. Appreciate it. We got more coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematide basketball with head coach Anthony Katona. His team getting set to welcome Iron Mountain. Coach, just after the halfway point in the season, your team's sitting at 5-6, and six, but assess the first half of the year for me, what you liked about your guys and where you want them to improve in the second half. Um, you know, I think we're going in the good direction with, um, you know, with the, it's going to be a tough second half of the season. We got, uh, you know, under a month left and, you know, nine more games. I think it was nine games and about uh, eight days so you know it's going to be uh it's going to be a, uh, a grind here with the last few weeks but you know i love uh, the way the kids kids get uh you know motivated and, and enthused on on where we need to be with the you know first after that first half of the season and, and you know they, they, they continue to work hard and they know it's a, a long season and, and I think we have the, the right material and the right kids to put together a good run here. You know, I'm not sure that we got the chance to talk after your win over Marquette in double overtime a couple of weeks ago, but tell me about the way your team was able to grind out a win over a really good Redmen team. Um, you know, we just we, we shot the ball really well. Um, you know, they were overplaying a little bit, and uh, I thought Darius did a really good job with uh, with. Marius down low there, um, you know, it's a good matchup for him. And, you know, we did a good job of not letting them set the tone. I think that's going to be key uh, with, you know, our big games here is making sure that we set our, our own tone and don't let them get uh, comfortable with what they want to do and with their sets. And that was played a big thing and a big role with us with that victory over Marquette. Well, you've got Iron Mountain coming to town this evening. Tell me about them, what kind of a team they are this year. Well, they're you know they're undefeated coming in this game, uh, ranked number one in the UP. So you know our, they're getting everyone's best shot uh, with being number one team, and you know our, I think our kids are are uh, you know up for the challenge. They, I mean, we know that they uh, are very aggressive, especially on the defensive end. They're you know in those passing in, so we have to make sure that we take care of the basketball. 
Um, and again, you know, they push the ball a little bit. We got to make sure that we're out on their shooters uh, with Wonders and Johnson, and don't give them any easy looks, and uh, you know, bring that energy like Simon Wooten usually does every game. Had a couple of meetings previously scheduled with them that were both postponed. That's been uh, rescheduled to the 19th. But have you got any film on them? Do you have a kind of an idea what they're going to bring to the table tonight? Yeah, I've, watched, I've been able to watch them a couple times this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's returning uh, conference player of the year, Johnson. You know, we, we know what he brings to the table with. Um, you know, he, he can get hot real quick from the outside. Uh, he drives it very well. You know, he's very aggressive with the ball in his hands. Um, but then they have, you know, another stud with Wonders. Um, he's, he's, you know, he can post up, he can shoot the three. So uh, it's, it's just going to be about team defense, uh, making sure help side's there, but not over helping. Um, you know, little things like that, bringing energy, don't give them any, uh, you know, turnover points. Uh, any fast break points, uh, stuff like that, uh, that we gotta we gotta do to have a chance to win this game tonight. How's it been trying to balance practice with the weather and school cancellations? Has that affected your practice plans, or maybe how you want to address the guys as they get ready for a really good Mountaineer team? Yeah, you know, it definitely changes. Um, you know, with it the the weather being so cold. Uh, you know, we were shut down from Tuesday on Wednesday. We weren't able to practice at all, um, but we were able to get into the gym yesterday and shake the rest off a little bit. Um, it, it, it's good and bad at the same time. I mean, good to get uh, the legs underneath us, get them a little bit of a rest here with uh, such a short left of the season with, uh, you know, our nine games left here in just under three weeks. Um, but then, you know, like to keep working hard and, uh, I think at this point it's more about preparing for each team and um, you know, knowing what you got to do as to uh, come out with wins. And, you know, with especially big games like this coming down with the last couple weeks of the season. Well, we flip the calendar to February today as we inch closer to tournament time. At what point do you start getting into that postseason mode? Is there a switch that gets flipped and you have a postseason mindset? And if so, at about what point does that happen? Um, I think it's, you know, I think it's going to be happening now. Uh, you know, that second half of the season is really big, especially those last, uh, you know, five games of the season. You want to be uh, going into the playoffs, you know, with last five, maybe winning one or two. You want, you know, you want to get a full head of steam, uh, maybe winning the last uh, four or five games. That'd be great. Um, you know, just getting the confidence up and, and that momentum rolling, and that definitely plays a part in keeping it going in the postseason. Where do you want to see your team finish strong fundamentally in the back end of the season? What's going to be the biggest challenge to your guys to give you some confidence moving forward? Um, just, you know, playing together and playing consistently. You know, some games we uh, have shot the ball really well, some games we haven't. And we just got to pick that up a little bit and be a little bit more consistent with that. Um, you know, we, I thought we've done, the ball, done, done a good job taking care of the ball. Um, so continue seeing that. Uh, continue to progress as the season goes will be great as well. Uh, just, you know, just being consistent and uh, continue playing the whole game. 
Anthony Katona, head boys basketball coach at Ishpeming. As always, appreciate the time, Anthony. Look forward to talking again soon. Thank you. More coming up after this on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. We'll finish off the hour by talking to Ghani Boys Basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. Coach, uh, your team's sitting at 7-6. and six. You get ready for rivalry night. You take on Gwynn. But assess the first little over half the season for me. What you like about your team and where you want to see them improve? Uh, been pretty successful uh, as far as growth goes. Slow and steady progress. Um, you know, we're... We're a little disappointed in the record because we, we dropped a couple early that, that we felt like we let get away. But um, we're getting better, and that's the, that's the most important thing uh, with the goal, obviously, being to play your best basketball when the tournament rolls around. So pretty happy with the progress. Uh, as far as areas we need to get better, uh, I, I think we can tighten up our defense a little bit more. Um, you know, we have a small team. Uh, you know, fundamentally sound on each and every trip. Um, overall, I've been happy with, with uh, our offensive production. The scoring has been more spread out this year. Um, I think we rebound the ball pretty well for an undersized team. So, uh, you know, the defensive end is probably where we'll focus the most in these last couple of weeks of the regular season. Well, Coach, you get a week off since your last game against Manistique. Tell me about that one. You went, uh, you were home with them and had a battle with them, 53-45. Yeah, we, we struggled. Um, you know, it was, we, we were just kind of out of sync. Um, didn't make many shots in the first half. and, and um, But, you know, we kind of regrouped a little bit at halftime. And, and Manistee, you got to give them credit. They played well. They, they shot the ball pretty well against us. Uh, about a one-point game with three minutes to go. And, and um, you know, the, the big positive that we take out of that is we closed out a game. And, and like I mentioned, we, we had let some similar situations slip away from us earlier in the year. So, you know, we were able to see some growth there. We made free throws down the stretch to, to close out a tight game and, and get a win. Have you been spending the time – trying to balance uh, the weather with school cancellations and practice. Uh, have you been able to get in the gym a little bit? Yeah, we've been at the gym the last two days. Uh, we wait until the afternoon until it warms up just a little bit. It's, it's been I know the kids uh, always enjoy days off of school. I'm glad that we're in school today uh, so we can get back to our normal, normal routine for the game. But, uh, you know, we, we worked on some skill development stuff and then uh, – uh, the last two days, been game plan for Glenn, so uh, pretty typical. 
Tell me about Gwen and what they're going to bring to the table tonight. Well, it starts with uh, Tucker Taylor and Austin Forbes, two really good players that that we've seen now for three, four years. Uh, uh, Taylor's just a, a physical specimen, big, athletic, strong, and he's a he's a tough matchup for us physically. We got to get one guy around him because one on one he's a little bit too much to handle. Um, you know, Forbes is the big perimeter threat. He shot the ball really well this year. Uh, you know, he's, had, he's had a really courageous year, uh, considering that you know he's playing with a with a bum knee and and has been the leader for that team on the perimeter and, and is shooting the ball and scoring for him. And so those are the two guys. Uh, Harnick is a, is a good standstill shooter for them. But, aware of where he is and, and uh, get a hand up and force him to put the ball on the floor and not stand out there and set shoot. So, you know, that's the three guys we're kind of focusing on defensively. Uh, you know, our, when we're on offense, you know, they'll play pretty much straight man-to-man. So uh, no big surprises there. Uh, but, we're you know, we're ready if they, if they happen to throw a zone at us too. Dan, last time you saw them was back on December 18th at their place. You came away with a convincing 65-41 win. What did you guys do right against them in the first meeting, and what are you expecting from them the second time around? Well, we had success with full-court pressure. If I remember correctly, we jumped out 15 or 17 to nothing and and kind of put them away early and and demoralized them there. Uh, We would like to put some pressure on them. but every every team gets better at handling that as the season goes goes along. So we can't rely on on just that. I think our offensive execution will be uh, play a major role. And if, if we're successful tonight, we we need to move the ball and, and set good screens and continue with the balanced scoring. And if we, we do that, I think we've got a pretty good chance. Tell me about the junior varsity and how their season's progressing. Maybe some of the lower levels in the program. Yeah, JVs are having a good year. Um, I think they're eight and five, uh, and they've been competitive. Um, you know, they've got about ten guys, so you know, kind of low in numbers, but the, the kids work really hard. Um, they're not the biggest team in the world, but uh, you know, they play together and they play hard. That's two things that we're we're kind of looking to get. Um, some some of their uh, complementary guys have come along. As the, as the season has progressed, and that's always good to see growth and progress in, in the players. So uh, very happy with the job they're doing and, and uh, the progress that they've made. Our freshman team, you know, is uh, in the same boat. Uh, I'm not quite 100% sure on what their record is. You know, they get playing a lot of GNC schools, sometimes two and three times, because a lot of the FEC schools are a little smaller. Westpac schools don't have freshman teams, so uh, I, I think it's a, a, tri- a tribute to our athletic director. He, he's done a nice job cobbling together a, like a 17-18 game schedule for them, but uh, the downside of that is, is they're forced to play some bigger schools uh, you know, that have greater numbers and, and have bigger kids and, and more athletic kids, but um, you know, much like the JVs, they continue to work hard and they continue to get better. And, and a couple of times that we're at the same gym as them and get to see them play, I, I've been really happy with what I've seen just in terms of how hard they play and, 
and playing together and, and taking coaching. So, uh, you know, really happy with, with what's happening with our freshman and JV levels. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Nagani. As always, appreciate the time, Dan. Looking forward to talking again soon. That's it for us here in the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your game.